Ashley and Getty on vacation. We're not fired like it says on social media. We get vacation under contracts just like you do. Chris Merrill is filling in quite ably. Take it away, Merrill. Thanks, guys. Mucho apreciado. All right, one of the big topics uh, nationwide is in light of the protests, protesters are calling for police reform. And what does that mean? What does it look like? What's being done? What reforms are happening? Uh, joining us now with some insight into that is uh, White House correspondent with the Las Vegas Journal Review, Deborah Saunders. And Deborah, thank you so much for joining us here this morning. Tell me a little bit about uh, Trump's uh, executive order addressing police reform. What does it do? Uh, what are the, uh, you know, what are the, what do the proponents say? What do the opponents say about it? Well, I mean, basically, the, the federal government only has a certain amount of power when it comes to dealing with what local police departments do. And what Trump did is he basically uh, worked, worked on an executive order and it, it based, tells, you know, directs departments uh, to, to basically engage in community policing, which has been a direction that we've seen uh, throughout my career. Uh, and then uh, uh, Republican uh, Senator Tim Scott, who's the only uh, African-American uh, Republican in the Senate, um, he has a bill, the Justice Act, that you know basically puts more money behind it, uh, giving financial rewards to departments that ban chokeholds and, and, uh, and, 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 and you know, basically, again, engages in the kind of community policing that we want to see. Uh, better record-keeping... So the bad apple cops don't go from one department to the next, things like that. I know that's been a huge criticism too. Is the um, uh, what you describe as the bad apple cops who department jump uh, around? Uh, does this open up records then, so that uh, one department can do more than just see the the certain end date of a, of an officer's previous uh, employment? That's the idea. Okay. I mean that's and that's the idea, and you know, and of course, um, Democrats are pushing for for much more stringent laws. Um, and, you know, I, I'm sorry, but uh, I, I don't think that the uh, uh, slogan defund the police is irrelevant because it, we, we see what's going on in New York right now, right, where people are moving to take money away from police departments and handcuff police departments, um, make it hard, make it easier for people to sue police officers uh, personally for damages. And you know, that's I, I, I do believe that. Uh, bad cops should be punished. I, I believe that um, George Ford was murdered, right? I don't yeah. think there's much doubt about that. But um, I, I, don't, I don't know how many people are going to want to remain police officers when their, their ranks are being sinned because of uh, defund the police cuts. And uh, they're going to find out that it's easier for them to be sued. If they're involved in a shooting, they're perhaps more likely to be prosecuted, even if they had probable cause for for their actions, so uh, things have turned pretty ugly this year. Deborah Saunders, a White House correspondent with the Las Vegas Journal Review, as we talk about the executive order, and uh, let's get into some of the things that you talked about. Uh, we'll do that here in just a moment, but I want to go back to this executive order uh, because you mentioned that uh, much of the order revolves around funding. Is that really the the um, is it? I don't know. I, this is this is not a setup. This is me asking. Is is that the kind of the only way that the federal government can can weigh in on these on these issues of of policing uh, aside from full blown legislation? Is is funding or incentivizing uh, different 
say, criteria or certification? Is that really the, the, the strongest thing that the federal government has? Well, I mean, the, the, the Department of Justice can investigate police departments if they think that there is uh, systematic racism, if they believe that there's a, a lot of misconduct. The feds can go in and, and, and really do a lot of damage to bad police departments. Okay. So I think that's probably the thing that's, that, in my mind, is the most important here. So the the executive order focuses more on the the financing, does it not? And and again, I'm really I'm I'm asking you as the expert. If it, it, it focuses on incentivizing or penalizing using some of that funding, does it does it address maybe the DOJ uh, doing some investigations into departments like we saw there in Minneapolis? I mean, uh, I I know the George Floyd um, killing was something that appalls all of us, as you mentioned. Uh, is the DOJ looking more into what's happening there in Minneapolis, department-wide? Is that something else that, that the administration, the executive branch is going to consider uh, when, they, when they talk about police reform is more investigations in, into things like that? Yeah, and they're looking at uh, credentialing to, uh, to make sure that people are trained the right way. I mean, it, look, this is, again, I, I think you're going to see Congress get involved in this. Maybe, maybe, maybe not something will pass. I mean, I think that the Republicans have a pretty good uh, bill and that Democrats agree with much of the stuff that's in it, that they want right. to go further. That, that's a different issue, but I don't see how that's going to happen with a Republican Senate or a Republican president. So that's where things can go next. But, um, but uh, you know, I, I think, I mean, the thing that really struck me about this issue is this. We normally see, or it's not unusual for us to see Donald Trump uh, president sort of overreact to things and overpromise what he wants to do and uh, and be a, and be a little bit intemperate. And I think that the roles have been switched here when it comes to the whole police issue. We know that uh, Trump was very critical of uh, of the police in, in the killing of George Floyd. We know that he's talked about how he believes how he wants to address these racial issues. Um, you know, since I let me see that column uh, came out like ten days ago. So since it was out, things have changed, and his rhetoric's gotten a little more tough. But yeah. at the time I I wrote that, um, I, I think that he was really coming across as somebody who I think most people watching TV, watching the news, are going, yeah, I think Trump's right. And for people who want to get really rough, uh, going after police budgets at a time when, you know, I, I feel so badly for police right now. They've had to contend with the coronavirus. They've, they're, they're, they've had to uh, protect communities from people who are uh, breaking windows and, uh, you know, basically, um, tr- you know, trashing neighborhoods, moving up to, and they're, they're having to deal with all of this. And at the same time, there are people who just want to get rougher with them, even even the even the good ones. So I, I you know, it, but and, and Trump, uh, especially in the very beginning, he was the person who was really sounding more like the voice of reason. Deborah Saunders, a White House correspondent, the Las Vegas Journal Review. And Deborah, I am I'm shy on time here. I wish I could sit here and talk to you a little bit longer, but uh, you're you've been fantastic. Thank you so much for what you do, and thank you so much for reporting on things um, uh, in um, let me say in an unbiased manner. So it's uh, it's great having you on the program. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. There is more backlash when it comes to police reform and backlash when it comes to the protests. So the two sides uh, seem to be, well, figuratively speaking, out for blood. That means the left and the right. And we'll see who, who may be 
the next one up in the sights. That is next. Chris Merrill in for Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. Pleasure to have you, my friends. A pleasure. Protests uh, erupting around the country. Of course, we've got the celebrities weighing in. Thank God. Oh. I was just sitting here thinking to myself, I have no idea how I should feel about anything without a celebrity weighing in. I mean, sure, I've had uh, uh, people weighing in about things like masks. Right? Just average Joe's telling me what I should think about masks. I am not a sex slave that wears masks. Right. Okay. Good. But, God, I need a celebrity. No idea what I'm supposed to be thinking about things. And here's what I've come up with. Uh, And uh, Positive Sean, uh, feel free to jump in here. Uh, I have learned blackface bad. Did you know that? That is uh, that is something that I have absorbed in my lifetime as well. Yes. I had no idea. But thank goodness, celebrities have now told me, blackface bad. Uh, of course, uh, people are are lobbing bombs in on this. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Uh, it's horrible this, horrible that. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel has long stayed quiet about his old bit on the man show, the Carl Malone bit. He used to do this in L.A., when he was doing the morning show there in L.A., right? He used to do this Carl Malone bit where he would imitate Carl Malone. Well, when you're on the radio, you're not putting on blackface. You're still appropriating a name or, I guess, a voice, an affectation in your voice. So he was doing that, right? But then when he went on the man show, he used to do this Carl Malone bit where he would put on the full makeup, including like a muscle bodysuit kind of deal. Yeah. Sometime at night, Paul Malone look up at sky and say, what the hell going on up there? Do UFO live on other planet, phoning home like E.T.? Paul Malone read on TV about white people getting deducted by aliens, sticking all kind of hell up their butt. And that's a damn thing. Now, Paul Malone never seen no flying saucer himself, but if he do, that's going to be a spooky time. Okay, so you get the point, right? It's, it's a funny bit. But he is doing it in blackface. So it's like, okay, here you've got this you've got this white guy who's mocking a, a black man. Okay? Now, Kimmel's had Carl Malone on his on his show. It's uh, ABC, right, Sean? Correct. He's doing the ABC show. Right. I have to keep these things straight. I can never keep my network straight. So he's trying to keep uh, you know, he had he had Carl Malone on the show and they talked about that kind of thing. But he finally addressed it. You may remember that from last week. He addressed it, saying that he was reluctant to address this, as I knew doing so would be celebrated as a victory by those who equate apologies with weakness and cheer for leaders who use prejudice to divide us. That delay was a mistake. There's nothing more important to me than your respect, and I apologize to those who were genuinely hurt or offended by the makeup I wore or the words I spoke. All right, so he comes out and he apologizes. Then other uh, videos, uh, Jimmy Fallon had something from a Saturday Night Live skit back in 2000, right, where he was in blackface, but he was, uh, I think, Chris Rock impression. Right. It was like a send-up of Rock, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. And, and I think it, like that's even funnier because Chris Rock does so many race-related bits, right? That now you've got this guy. So there's this, there's this sort of humor 
versus social norms sort of thing. But then things go a little bit things go a little bit crazy too, don't they? Like Alyssa Milano, who is a favorite target for people on the right, and and justifiably so, right? Alyssa Milano says a lot of things that really infuriate people on the right. So they're ripping her up for doing blackface. Did you catch this, Sean? They're ripping her up for doing blackface. No, I missed this. this Okay, so yeah, so they were ripping her up for for blackface because they found this picture of her. And they were like, oh my God, Alyssa Milano is doing blackface. Why, Why isn't the liberal media... Tearing into her, blah, blah, blah. You get the narrative. I mean, you know the narrative, right? All I have to do is say this, and you, and you know the entire story. Oh, around, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I know the characters yeah. involved. I know I can Bingo. make predictions about what's happening in season three. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've seen this, this, totally. this story before, yeah. Totally, totally. Well, then she comes out, and she's like, yeah, it wasn't blackface, you doofuses. I was mocking Snooky's tan. And, and then she goes on to say, and I know Snooky. Snooky's actually very charming. I like her a lot. So it's kind of a joke that even Snooky signed off on, right? She's like, it's not blackface, if I'm just, it's like tan face. That has nothing to do with race. Has to do with somebody spending a lot of time in a tanning bed. So it's like, whoa! Did that one just backfire on people who are trying to shame someone else? Then Terry Crews. If you're unfamiliar with Terry Crews, Terry Crews is fantastic. Uh, Terry Crews is a very muscular African American actor. He played football, didn't he? Uh, yeah, for, briefly was on some rosters. I don't know how much actual playing he did. I don't say that to be disparaging, but he is he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's not a Hall of Famer. Uh, right. No, he, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine is a popular show that he's on. Also, right. uh, the, some of the old Spice commercials with the screaming muscular guy. He's from that too. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Other references. And, and I have to tell you, everything I've seen about him, Terry Crews is like the guy I want to hang out with. Yes, it's just like this guy looks like he's awesome. And and everything I see on Brooklyn Nine Nine, it's like that's a that's a crew I'd like to hang out with. They all seem really great. Terry Crews seem, seems really great. I've never met him. I don't know. Maybe he's a real jerk behind the scenes, but that's not my impression. Anyway, so he posts on the Twitter machine yesterday. Says if you're a child of God, you are my brother and sister. I have family of every race, creed, and ideology. We must ensure hashtag Black Lives Matter doesn't morph into hashtag Black Lives Better. So now all of a sudden, Cruz is trending because of this. And he is catching it from the left right now. They're ripping him up. And why is that? I don't think what he said was outrageous. In fact, I think what's happening here is Terry Cruz is sort of identifying what a lot of people have, are, are interpreting as Black Lives Matter. And I've had this conversation with uh, very, I have some, some uber-conservative um, close relatives. And I say, you know, I'd love to rile him up, too. Oh, man, I just love to rile him up. <laughs> All I have to do is say something like, hey, our Dixie Chicks changed their names. And they're like, oh, why would they do that? <laughs> it's like, you hate, you hate their music. Why would you even care? But they, don't, they just get all worked up. So I go, what do you think about that? Black Lives Matter. I, that's all I got to do. Just, I mean, I don't even have to wind them very hard. All I have to do is just say that, and it's like, phew, off they go. So I go, what do you think about that? Black Lives Matter. And they say, Oh, oh, but what, my life doesn't matter? And I think this is, and I just love to go, oh, I don't know, maybe. Does your life not matter? And they're like, oh, well, if you ask them, says my family, <laughs> if you ask them, it doesn't. But I think what Terry Crews is saying is we must ensure Black Lives Matter doesn't morph into Black Lives Better is exactly what a lot of white Americans are feeling as they feel threatened. They go, wait a minute, my life matters. 
No, and, and they go, look, I'm not racist. I get this all the time. I'm not racist. Black lives do matter. So does mine. Totally. Which is exactly what the point of Black Lives Matter is, is that, look, your life matters. So does mine, as Bubba, Bubba Wallace put it, right? He says, Black Lives Matter, too. It's been this, this big ongoing argument. So I think when Terry Crews says, we have, to, we have to make sure we don't turn Black Lives Matter into Black Lives Better, he's actually echoing what the fears are that a lot of people have. They're interpreting it as... Well, you think you're better than me? But the response from people on the left has been just to tear Terry Crews down. Um, let's see. Actually, what's wrong with Black Lives Better hashtag? Why not better black safety, health, finance, education, etc.? Why not prioritize our healing after 400 years of building this country through blood, sweat, and tears? Uh, let me see. Uh, Melody Kuhl says, Gah! You could have left off that last sentence. No one wants to be better. We just want to be traded fairly and equally. Uh, Terry Crews, income, education, technology gaps will take trillions and decades to flip to even get remotely close to equality. Look at the ownership of our corporations, infrastructure, time, value of money on investments, on backs of institutionalized racism. You're ignorant. I don't think, I don't think Terry Crews is being ignorant about this. I think Terry Crews is trying to say, whoa, 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 hone your message. Make sure the message remains honed in. You don't want for a movement to be isolating to anybody. It's Chris Merrill in for Armstrong and Getty. Look, we haven't been fired. We're taking a vacation. Everything's fine. We'll be back on Monday. Now let's see what's going on. Merrill. Hey, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, much appreciated. I see that we've got some unholy alliances going on here. Oh, my. Oh, my. You know, we, we were talking about some of the, the backlash from different protesters. And we also have seen the, 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 the pictures that have come out from around the country when you've got protests that turn violent right or when you've got protests that scare people in their gated communities whatever it might be so i i don't know of anybody that's like man this violence is great i i haven't seen any leaders oh maybe there's some out there i'm gonna guess fringe but i don't see anybody who's who's out there with the protests that are like you know what we need to do is loot places have we run into that very often i i don't I don't see a big call for looting a bunch of people. So this is this has been one of the big uh, uh, conflations that anybody who protests is a loot, is a looter, and anybody that's looting is a protester. And I've long long made the argument that look, I think what you've got the people that are looting those are criminals seeking opportunity. Okay, it's, it's kind of that old adage, you know, why do you rob a bank? Because that's where the money is. Meaning that criminals are going to look for opportunity, and in in the case of looting, I think um, I think that the protests give looters cover, or at least they believe they do. I think it gives them cover. Now, that is not to say that some protesters aren't seeing the looting going on and going, you know what? Maybe I'm not so worried about the protest. There's a big screen. Could totally be happening. Could be happening. But I also know that there are a number of people who are not happy about their communities being looted. Right? Not happy at all. 
you've probably seen um, the Ken and Karen. Did you see Ken and Karen? Sean, you know what I'm talking about? This is the dude in the in the salmon polo and then his, his wife who's the, dressed like the hamburglar. Yeah, out the hamburglar sweater. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Uh, out there <laughs> Did you the, see the zoomed-in shot where she's even got like the mustard stain on it? Oh, fantastic. So wonderful. So they were concerned. You know, people were in their gated community, and they're like, Muffy, Muffy, oh, the help is rioting, Muffy, quickly. So, you know, they come out. We'll talk more about them a little bit later on in the program. Uh, but then, of course, it's not just gated communities that are being threatened, and we've seen this. In fact, one of the big one of the big um, points of conversation has been that you have uh, business owners in communities of color who are seeing their entire lives' work being torched, robbed, stolen, whatever it might be, and that much of the looting is actually affecting the communities of color disproportionately. And so, as as we've got protesters that are saying uh, Black Lives Matter, we want equality. Let's 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 take a look at uh, p- police funding, or they're screaming defund the police, whatever it might be. Some of the ancillary activities are actually doing more harm than good to the very communities that they're protesting uh, to try to to lift up. So I'm cruising around on the Twitter machine this morning, and what do I see? Crips is trending. Crips, right? Crips is that's that's the old uh, L.A. gang. Right? You got the Bloods and the Crips, and now everybody else has gotten in there. You got the MS-13, the Latin Kings, and and all the other you know uh, gangs that have sprung up. But it used to be Bloods, Crips, that was it, right? When Spike Lee did Boys in the Hood, those were the gangs. That was basically it at the time. So, Crips is trending, and I'm trying to figure out. Well, all right, why is Crips trending? What's did they go out with some uh, Black Lives Matter stuff? What was happening? Um, no, no. Actually, there's a there's a scene of a large African American man wearing a blue shirt, and it appears a blue bandana around his face. You never really see his face. You only you only see uh, him from the back. And there's these punks who are trying to loot a Vietnamese jewelry store in Long Beach. And these guys are wearing black sweatshirts with FTP written on the back, which is screw the police and and they've got the they've got they've got bandanas on as well. But these are the kind of kids that needed more spankings when they were growing up, right? So <laughs> that's a topic for a different day. So um all of a sudden this this dude, this big dude comes out and he starts yelling at him. So I don't know if this guy is actually a crip or if he's just being identified as one because he's wearing blue and he's got the blue bandana. But anyway, he starts yelling at these guys and telling them they better get out of there or he's going to take matters into his own hands. Now, Sean, I want you to sit tight here. I think I was able to catch all the swears, uh, but just in case you hear one slip through, just be ready to go. All right, here we go. So this is the guys are looting, and you hear the, you hear people around the crowd that's yelling, "Stop it! Stop it!" Right? And then this big dude walks up. You 
you for Long Beach, homie? Honey, get your ass out of here. All right. So anyway, you hear the guy going off, right? Like, you from Long Beach? Get out of here. Get out of here. You know, this isn't your neighbor. You're just coming here to, 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 to raise hell. Right? Did I get all the swears out of there enough anyway? Uh, I'm going to say yes on the air. Yes. <laughs> off the air, we're going to have a meeting. You know that's what's going to happen. Like, okay, listen, you can't say. Right. That's what's going to happen. But we're not going to lose our license anyway. So... So this guy is going, he's going nuts about this stuff, right? So now I'm looking at Twitter, and it's like, oh, yeah, there you go. The, the Crips are, are supporting the fight against Antifa. Uh, here's another one. And, and it's a bunch of people on the, on the right that are now like jumping on board with the Crips. They're like, even the Crips have... Nothing for these Antifa BLM punks coming from God knows where to intimidate and loot their communities. Uh, Crips gang stops Antifa BLM looters from looting and kicks them out of Long Beach. And they're going, oh, the Crips are doing more to defend America than Satan-worshipping Democrats in Washington. That's from uh, at Paris 70. So here's the problem with this. Um, can you think of another time in history that we've had people lining up to defend the Crips as being great Americans? This seems really strange to me, Sean, that all of a sudden you've got people on the right that are like, man, those L.A. gangs really know their stuff. If it did exist in the past, it was most likely coming from the left as some sort of uh, like a criminal justice reform argument, right? Like these, the, the, you know, these people can be, can be saved or helped. To have it coming from the right seems really strange to me. Yeah. It, the narrative is that it's Antifa that's trying to loot the store and the Crips are defending people from Antifa. Now, again, there's there's no real evidence that it's Antifa, and I don't think there's any evidence that the that the guy was necessarily uh, a member of uh, the Crips. Maybe, maybe they were Antifa, maybe he was Crips. I'm just telling you, I don't exactly have that evidence in front of me. But all of a sudden, this seems like a really unholy alliance that you've got people on the right that are, that are saying, oh, man, the Crips are great. And, and I go, wait a minute. If MS-13 starts decrying Antifa, then what? I thought MS-13 was an enemy of everything. And then, what? Wait, wait. Are you ready? I'm, I'm starting to hear it already. I'm starting to hear people's, people's necks start to wind up as they get ready for their heads to completely explode. What if Antifa came out and said that they were for stronger border security? What? How this plays out in modern political cosplay in just moments. It's Chris Merrill in for Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. Thank you so much. You're making Mama Merrill very happy. Oh, I'm so glad he's got a job. Yeah, we were discussing the Crips, as you heard uh, audio of a guy who's wearing a blue shirt, blue bandana, and lives in Long Beach, who's trying to stop some other punks who are uh, scrawny little white guys wearing uh, black shirts, black sweatshirts, hoodies that say FTP, uh, F the police, uh, and they look to be trying to loot a Vietnamese uh, jewelry store that's already been looted, incidentally. And 
uh, our dude is not very happy with them, and he kind of chases them away, asking, you know, hey, are you even from Long Beach? You from Long Beach? How do you get your f***ing ass out of here? <laughs> All right, so he's not very happy. He's kind of chasing down the road, and they they take off, and this big dude just keeps walking past him, you know, walking at them, and they just keep walking away. So now, all of a sudden, Crips is trending on Twitter as there's this assumption that the guys wearing all black are more than just criminals, but they're actually looting a previously looted Vietnamese jewelry store because they are Antifa, and somehow that advances the anti-fascist movement to rob the jewelry store. I don't know exactly how that happens. There is an assumption, however, that the guy wearing blue, because he's wearing blue and lives in Long Beach, must be Crips. So now there's been this whole narrative created around this that Crips hate Antifa, and we're seeing praise coming from the right for what has always been a very notoriously violent gang in Los Angeles, and I'm a little bit confused by this because I go, wait a minute. For the longest time, it was, we need law and order. We need to have more police to try to stop violent gangs like the Crips. But, see, the Crips have been around a while. So they've been, like, that's been sort of replaced by MS-13. It's been the big dirty word for the last uh, five or six years. Like, MS-13. Oh, MS-13. MS-13. What's the scariest gang out there? Antifa. Oh, yeah? What what worries you the most is MS-13. What, you think you go down Long Beach and you start, as like a, a middle-aged white guy, you start blaring gangster rap out the windows that Crips is just going to be like, he's cool. That guy, he's cool. That's cool, man. No! I don't... No! If Devin Nunez shows up in the streets of Long Beach and is like, I love my Crips, I'd love to watch that happen. Wouldn't that be fantastic? What we have here is political posturing, where we've got this unholy alliance that's been not even formed. Because I don't think anybody in the Crips is like, yeah, you know what, we're, we're down with Trump 2020. I have not heard anybody on the from the Crips, I haven't heard Snoop out there going, Trump! It's not happening. That's not, that's not going down, friends. It's not going down. So I see politicians who are, I don't know, Either pretending they're somebody they're not, or pretending that the Crips are somebody that they're not. Uh, Perfect Sean, uh, uh, I'm still calling you Perfect Sean through the whole I, show. By I the accept way. it. Positive Sean, there's still what, what's the what's the term for this when you start I don't know posturing, you start pretending you're somebody you're not. Uh, is, uh, I like to describe it. I, I see it all the time, and it's political larping. Now, larping is a is a term for live action role playing, right? When you see people oh, okay. out in your your public parks parks and they're dressed all in like a, a knight a suit of armor and they're swinging swords and morning stars at each other right that's larping that's uh, is that like based on video games uh, like, it's like well so like when i go to the park and i dress like mario like that's larping right when i'm when i'm uh, that i think technically that? that would be called cosplaying if unless you're actively uh going through the day doing what mario would do you know jumping on turtles eating mushrooms etc then i believe it would be live action role playing you one can dress up as a character and not okay. role play as them if, if well, I'm, I'm writing i'm writing this down yes it, it, yeah if you look here on the powerpoint you'll see the venn yeah. diagram of the overlap no, i need to see okay so uh, i need to put on plumber outfit and jump on turtle 
rescue princesses, oh. etc. Plumber. Okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, do I need to wear a mask when I'm doing this? I am not a sex slave that wears masks. Okay. Good. So I, I do see this happen a lot in, I, I feel like it's bleeding over into political culture now too, where people put on the costume of uh, liberal or conservative, and then they just make the arguments that they think a person on that team would make without actually having an understanding of any of the principles involved in being either of those things. So what would this be though, if all of a sudden you have people who are on the right that are that are saying, the Crips are with us. Is that just is that just like is that gang poaching? If Are they just poaching the gang and being like you belong to our team now? My actual hunch on this is that is the byproduct of a Russian troll farm sort of establishment where they oh, they, go on. they go see on. they see these things and they notice markers that can be used to kind of muddy the water, right? Oh, person in black, let's call this person Antifa. Blue, you know who else wears blue? Crips wear blue. Let's see if we can get people actually engaged in this conversation trying to defend either one of these sides. If, oh. if, if I worked at a Russian troll farm, that's what I would be doing 24-7. And I've filled out many applications. I'm trying to get hired. They're not letting me telecommute. They're, they're real sticklers. They want me to move there. I'm pushing back against that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like a lot of this stuff is at least... The, the kindling is sparked by Russian troll farms. And then, uh, in my opinion, people who are not digital natives, people who didn't grow up with the Internet, can't help but walk into those traps. Yeah, so I'm looking at some of this, and I think this is interesting that you said that, because I'm following... Okay, now this guy's been around. This guy is not a troll. Um, he... Let's see. Captain D. Tucker. Captain Jabberjaw. At Captain Jabberjaw's. Antifa terrorists being cleared out of Long Beach, Cali by the L.A. street gang Crips. This is how messed up uh, Democrat states slash governors are today. But then I see another one uh, that says, uh, even Crips have nothing for these Antifa BLM punks coming from God knows where to intimidate and loot their communities. And that comes from at America, Americans for AM5. Uh, they've been around since January of 2020, and they have 54 followers. So that's a troll. Hey, that's a uh, yeah, a brand that's new a account. Troll. That's that's one of my earliest indicators of let's let's figure out if this is actually a person or not. And then, of course, if you've got a first name followed by a string of letters, letters like randomly gen like things that seem to come from like a random number generator. Like, yes. This is something they they just create mass accounts and then they use those accounts to like, favorite, retweet, reply, which all artificially inflates the engagement of whatever their original post was, trying to uh, outthink the algorithm, so to speak. Right. Okay. So here's another one. Wow, awesome. Never thought I'd see the day Crips stand up for law and order. That comes from at Zeus8849, who has uh, nine followers. So that's bot. That's bot city. It, it's that's bot central. It's leading me towards thinking that's bot. I am that's a bot very team. slow to, to jump to conclusions, but yeah, that 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 that's indicates off. Botterov. <laughs> Botterovsky. Okay, I I think you're I think you're onto something here. And it's important Sean. to realize real people respond and react to these things, but the the origin post and the the initial thing I think often comes from uh, outside agitators. Did you just say agitators? Agitators, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Not agitators, but agitators. I think so, yeah. Like adjectives? who Frustrated adjectives. Yes, that, that's exactly who I'm referring to. Yes. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> I think you're absolutely onto something, and I think you should stick with the agitator theory. Okay, so, so maybe this isn't a guy who's a crip, and maybe it's not Antifa that's looting the place? 
What if the guy, follow me on this one. So there's so this this dude is mad at these other these punks who are dressed in the in the black sweatshirts, right? And he starts screaming, "Are you even from Long Beach?" Right? Are you from Long Beach? Are you from here? Hold on. I think I've got it. I have to make sure I get this. Yeah. You from Long Beach? Let me get your ass out of here. So he's he's yelling at him. Are you from Long Beach? Are you from Long Beach? So I'm wondering, is he protecting the stores or is he protecting his own territory? In the same way the mob does, right? Like the mob will not let somebody else, the mob will not let somebody else, like go after a store owner, because just like me and my little brother, right? You don't pick on my little brother. I pick on my little brother. So I mean, is this if this guy is Crip? Is it possible that that he's out there going? Are you from Long Beach? You don't rob that store. That's my store for robbing. Do we even know? Back to your point. We don't know any context, which means it is ripe for the agitators to to jump all over this and really uh, agitate the waters. I love making new a words. A lot more. I think it's fantastic, and we're sticking with agitating. You've just made my day, actually. I've been here two hours, and I've already come up with a... We've got a new word that has now become our brand. Uh, so we'll continue on that. We'll talk about defunding the police. That's the big push. Defund the police. What the heck does that even mean? Are we taking away somebody's allowance? It's next. Chris Merrill in for Armstrong and Getty.